The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey there, Typology friends. Ian Morgan Cron here again this week talking about the mystery of the human personality through the lens Lens of of the the Enneagram. Enneagram. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here with my friend and co-conspirator, Anthony Skinner. Ian Cron, how are you doing? Man, I'm glad to be home. Once again, you've been out and you're back home. Tell us where you've been. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, last week I had a kooky week about five days ago. I, I, uh, I got a bit. This is crazy. We got up at 3.45 in the morning. I have to say, I'm jealous of the first half of your trip, especially jealous. Well, you shouldn't be. I got up at 3.45 in the morning. Okay. I flew to Fort Lauderdale, and then I went on to the Bahamas. Yes. To speak for a day. So uh-huh. don't think this is like, <laughs> like I saw the I ocean. I know what it means when you go to no, the No, the ocean was like a low resolution, <laughs> like screensaver in the distance. Trust oh, me. Oh man, what a tease. Totally a tease. And that was a corporate gig. And I'll tell you about more of it later. I uh-huh. can just only tell you that I smoked about 10 Cohiba cigars. They would not stop giving them to me. Nice. I know. It's good when you're working, doing a corporate thing for, for a successful company. That'll apparently. work. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I flew from there. Uh, the next day, with about three hours of sleep, because I was up all night uh, with them smoking cohibas. So, I'm oh not... man, it was sweet. <laughs> and then we, we, I went on to Atlanta to speak at Catalyst right. Conference. Awesome uh, at the Infinite Energy Arena or whatever yeah. that thing's called. I, yeah, I'm not sure, but so I went from talking to 80 people to 7,000 people in 24 hours. Uh, and I heard it was awesome. I heard from people that were there that you did like a really? fantastic job. Yep. I sure do. Wow. Yep. Well, that's always nice because you, when you do it, you know, you, you can hardly see them. And, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like, like they're like voyeurs looking at you in the dark, just to, rambling to yourself. <laughs> and then I, I, I went from there to a conference in Florida um, where, you know, sort of a little boutique conference for about 120 people. And it was a, it was a busy week, but it was it was great because I do love hanging with people <clears throat> who care deeply about growing as human beings yes and you always have some great speakers and amazing musicians at that oh man we had a well, we had andy gullahorn yes. and jill phillips uh buddy green and jeff taylor so it was a really fun weekend because they're all good friends and we just we just laughed our heads off the whole time we'll so, have to ask our guest today if he knows andy because we, he should know Andy. we will yeah we will so <clears throat> anyway by the way i was going to say about the podcast today mm-hmm. uh you know I, on the road, I, it's really cool because people do come to me and say, hey, you know, your podcast is is helpful. You mm-hmm. know, it's helped me to grow. It, it's helped me to grow in self-awareness, mm. in, in what I love to call unconditional self-friendship. Uh, it's helped that. me to, to grow beyond uh, the self-limiting behaviors, habits, beliefs that I've lived with my whole life, you know, <clears throat> et cetera. Right. And it's really gratifying. I mean... In a sense, it's really, you know, it's the Enneagram. I didn't create it. I mean, I, I sort of gave it a voice, so I can't take credit. But it is cool. And it also reminds me, this is a, the podcast itself is a lot more work than most people think. Mm. And 
frankly, it's a yes. lot more expensive to produce than, yes. than people think. Like, it's a couple yes, it of is. grand a month, literally. Yeah. And so that's why we set up Patreon. And I, we don't talk about it much because I don't want to shake people down like they're a church and I'm passing a collection basket. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. But but I do. I just want to make people aware of it and and provide them an opportunity to participate in the ongoing production of this thing so that we're not running in the deficit you know yes so here's the deal folks if you don't know it patreon is a way for you to support content that you love you know like typology and uh if you go to what is it patreon.com patreon.com forward slash typology t-y-p-o-l-o-g-y wow you just said you got your FM voice for that one. <laughs> I, I love drop that. down into Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com. Man, if you were a voice guy, you're a voiceover guy. Okay, anyhow, you can go on there and, and learn about how you can support what we do from as little as a dollar a month to, you know, infinity. Okay. But even a buck a month makes a huge, huge difference. And at, at different tiers, you, you get different material or bonus material for participating in our you know, uh, by financially supporting us, that's really, really cool. I don't want to go through them all right now because I don't want to, you know, put every, you know, I don't want to give everyone the feeling that they've just taken an Ambien. <laughs> and I'll have uh, to say, there's a bunch of fun stuff we want to grow into and it'll help us do that as well. That's right. So. There there are other things we'd like to do that cost more money yes. than, than what we currently do. Yep. And uh, like maybe doing the show live from Prague. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I want to get to our guest today. And yeah. I, I have been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. Yes. Uh, I have a deep admiration for uh, what this person does in the world and how they do it. And we have so many mutual friends. Like this happens in Nashville so often, you know, like we, we have so many mutual friends that I feel like we're already friends, but because I know, you know, uh, about this person, his name is John Mark McMillan. You know, John Mark, don't you? I do. I do close personal friend and uh, inspiration um yeah we've been friends for a while love him right and so i want to thank you that i've lived here for nine years and you've never introduced me to him anyhow <laughs> he doesn't drop by enough okay well he whatever. needs to come he needs to come to the porch right oh yeah so everybody listen to me uh john mark is a brilliant singer songwriter artist um man there's so much to to really to say about him, you know, he is uh, in you know his bio. It says that that he's something of an anomaly, uh, and that's probably because he's an Enneagram True Four. <laughs> uh, he's a platinum-selling songwriter, so he's not you know the the guy next door playing little Billy's guitar, you know, covers covers of you know Bye Bye Miss American Pie, uh, and you know uh, his lyrics so beautifully reflect, I think. Uh, what life as a four is all about. We're going to jump into that. Uh, he has a uh, most recent record, I think, is Mercury and Lightning. Yep. Uh, that's, is that right? Yep. And, um, well, we'll get to everything else you do uh, as we go and where you're touring, all the different things that you're 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 up to. And uh, But, man, we are so glad you're here. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you so much. Literally, this is one of my favorite podcasts, so this is a super treat. Continue. <laughs> i'm not a proud man <laughs> all right man so yeah. listen tell me this um like how do you know you're a four who um well 
So uh, I, got, I have a story, okay? Mm-hmm. I remember uh, talking about this, and I, I asked my mom, I was like, what was I like growing up? And my mom said, well, and uh, this didn't happen all the time, and I'm a little embarrassed uh, to tell the story, but my mom said, uh, occasionally she would hear me crying in my room, and she'd come up and say, hey, what's, what's wrong? And, I, and my answer, I don't remember this, but this is her telling me from her experience, you know. Um, she said, um, I would tell her, uh, I don't want a normal life. I don't want to be normal. <laughs> You're kidding, right? No, I'm not. And my mom would say, uh, I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was encouraging. Yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, no, don't worry. It's, it's all going to be fine. You're not going to be normal. <laughs> oh, man. But she reminded me of that. And it was so embarrassing in front of my friends. But like... I and I think this makes me sound weirder than I really am, but I I realize I sometimes entertain negative feelings for recreation, mm. and I I don't think other people do that. I I like I like the sad songs, and I like to feel sad in a sense. And I I realize that that's not normal. My other friends aren't like that. I mean, that can get mm. super unhealthy, but I don't think it's an unhealthy thing necessarily. Like for me, I think like um, when I, <laughs> I'm just diving in, aren't I? Like when we're on the highway and you drive by an accident, I always imagine it's one of it's somebody I know, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. But not not just to feel sad to me. There's something about like experiencing life that way. Like, what if it was somebody I know? What if what if it was a family member, you know, who's in that accident? How would I feel? And I told that to one of my friends, like, everybody does that, uh, you know, and they're like, are you crazy? Like, what kind of person are you? And I was like, I just thought that was normal, you know? Yeah. But, so, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to open up so uh, weird, but. <laughs> well, that's really unexpected for a four. <laughs> yeah, they used to come in real khaki. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, it's interesting what you said, because someone could hear that and think you were a six. You know, what if it yeah. was someone I know? What if it yeah, was this? Yeah. What if it was that? Mm-hmm. But what was interesting is then you said, how would I feel yeah. if, it, if it were? It wasn't totally. like, how would I, you know, your, your, your habit, your attention would not migrate towards safety and security. It migrated toward how would my emotional space respond if this tragedy were somehow connected with my own life? Yep, exactly. And so it's almost kind of wrong. I still turn it into something about me. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a that's a surprise for fours too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so far so good on the yeah. four thing uh, about knowing that you're a four. Yeah. Um. So, you know, the gift of the enneagram and the wisdom that we can gain from it is self knowledge, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Without it, you know, we're we're pretty dead in the water without a healthy amount of self knowledge. So yeah. What What was life like? before and after you discovered the Enneagram and the fact that you were a four? Yep. Well, I think that before the Enneagram, um, I, I, throughout my life, I've been very much ruled by my feelings, very much ruled. So it's really interesting because I feel like I am really connected to my feelings, but I'm also often super confused about the nature of the feelings and where they come from. You know, so... Um, like recently, um, I've, I've had some, uh, I've had some counseling where, um, my counselor, um, uh, maybe this is a year ago, year or two ago, where, 
um, he came up with this idea of a checklist, right? Mm. You know, so because when I'm feeling down, you know, historically, when I've been feeling down, like the whole world is a messed up place, you know, and yep. and and after you know reading about, you know, what a how a four feels and what sort of the nature of a four. You know, and and the whole idea that, um, you know, because I just assume that everybody feels that way, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, I'm feeling down. So the whole world is terrible, but not everyone does. And I, I'm I feel like I'm more connected to my feelings in that way for better or worse, you know. And so I think th- the way the Enneagram has helped me is that um, I just knowing that, you know, so, for instance, um, I'm having a bad day. um, I'm feeling maybe depressed. And so I go through my checklist. Like, am I hungry? Am I tired? Did I exercise today? And it it almost seems kind of trite that like the answer to sometimes the answer to depression is like is exercise, you know, but really it is for a four. Getting in your body, getting in your body, right? Yes. Yep. But I think for a four, you know, like understanding those feelings like, oh, okay, the world isn't a mess. I mean, maybe it is in one sense, but you know, the world isn't a mess in the way I think it is. Um, it's just that I didn't eat lunch. I skipped lunch. But that's, mm. it sounds dumb, but you know, when those things pile up, like, okay, I'm coming back from tour. This is always the worst. I'm coming back from tour, so I probably haven't been eating well. I didn't exercise the last two days. I haven't had a shower for three days. I haven't slept much. And I'm coming home, and I'm also probably, I'm bored, so I'm sitting on the airplane or in the bus, and I'm just thinking about everything I must have done wrong for the past two weeks while I've been on tour because I have nothing else to do. And so all these things are piling up. I haven't slept. I haven't ate. All these things. So I have all these negative feelings. And honestly, there have been times when it sent me over a cliff. I came home and I wanted to just, you know, either quit or I wanted to, uh, you know, my wife and I got in some huge argument, you know, because I thought that things were, reality was not, um, I wasn't perceiving reality correctly. I was perceiving reality based on these feelings, which are actually coming from very real, tangible places, mm-hmm. but they felt overwhelming, you know, and and so I, that, I've had to work on that, especially coming home from tour, coming home from a long trip or in those situations where I'm like, okay, I don't feel great, but that doesn't mean things aren't okay. It just means I don't feel great, but... That was very difficult for me to do a few years ago. I don't think I could have made that call. I don't think I had that sort of understanding, um, definitely about myself. You know, so that's one. So, I mean, the Enneagram has really helped me a lot in that respect. So that's really you just you know you, you just said so many important things. It's hard for sure. me to know where to where to start. With it. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're describing is that the the self knowledge you've gained from it has helped you dis- disidentify with those aspects of your personality that um, uh, puts you in an unhealthy place, into a place of uh, habitual reactivity, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, and to be able to, just to be able to step back and observe them uh, without getting uh, sort of, you know, uh, getting what the Buddhists would call shenpa. You know what shenpa is? No. Um, it, it literally, the best translation of it is uh, to get hooked, yeah, yeah. It's by by some pattern, you know, mm-hmm. and something triggers us. We take the hook, uh, and it just, as you said, I get ruled and confused by feelings. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it takes the hook. You, you like a trout. You start running, mm-hmm. and the this habitual pattern is on the other end of the pole, basically playing you in the water like yeah. you do when you're fishing. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and and what you just described is cutting the line. Yeah. That's cutting the line to Shenpa. Does that? Yeah. 
I don't know. That's what came to my mind as you were, as you were talking. And I I've, I'm learning to do the same thing. Yesterday, uh, uh, and you you happen to mention this also. Uh, as a four, I tend to take on myself responsibility for every negative feeling in the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. if something goes wrong in a relationship, if something goes wrong in business, if something goes wrong, you know, in line at CVS, you know, or as you were saying, you know, you were rehearsing two weeks of mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and, and we can circle back to this because it's it's actually important for every type. That's the the defense mechanism of the four. It's called introjection. Hmm. And uh, what introjection is, is um, in order to avoid ordinariness and maintain a self-image of authenticity, you know, we, we tend to um, just take on um, the negative feelings in the room, responsibility for them, which then feeds this sort of low self-esteem thing in our lives and then also then feeds our desire to be more special and unique to compensate. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, totally. So it's a, it, so it's a chain, right? Yep. And and I'll be a little, maybe a little bit later in the show, I can do, unpack this a little bit more. But when you can start to observe it, uh, and do that work, then you're no longer ruled by it. You're mm-hmm. in charge. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. Totally. Totally. Mm. So I, I here's a question I love to ask different types. Like, who's your hero? Who's my hero? Oh, man. Gosh. Or one of them. Or one <laughs> of them. How's that? One of them. You know, one it's of like, my heroes. <laughs> I think... I don't think this is a very four hero, but Springsteen is one of my heroes. Springsteen. Bob Dylan is one of my heroes. That may be a better <laughs> four hero is Bob Dylan. But Springsteen and Bob right. are not so different. Uh, Springsteen no. is more um, uh, extroverted, you know. Um, on, sta- on stage. On stage, yeah. Maybe not in, maybe not in real life. I've never, I've never met him. I would love to, but... Yeah. yeah, Springsteen and Dylan are two of my definitely two of my heroes, especially as far as songwriting goes. And um, yeah, I don't so, heroes. By the way, I kind of think that that it's possible <laughs> from a distance yeah. that Springsteen might be a four. And I'll, yeah. let me just tell you why. I, one yeah. of my best friends is one of my best friends is this guy Rob Mathis, and he's worked with Springsteen for many, many times. And you know, well, first of all, it's public knowledge that he has. A lifelong problem with depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a, a a very complicated dude. Uh, yeah. And like a lot of fours are, mm-hmm. and he may have a public persona on stage that's you know looks like something else, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think in private life he's he's much different. Dylan's a no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a that's kind of a no brainer. But yep. here's the. So, okay, so then who's your antihero? Like, who's oh, somebody, if I can ask gosh. that? It could be a public figure or whatever, but it's like somebody you're just like, ugh, uh, I can't take it. Oh, man, I'm going to feel bad if I say who it is. All right, uh, well, <laughs> all right, don't tell me who it is. Tell me what that, what the, okay. maybe what that type of person is like. Okay, and so it's not that I, I dislike the person, but, you know, the guy... Uh, the guy it's a guy in this situation the guy who writes songs that <laughs> i don't believe he believes who makes mm. a lot of money 
You know, that's right. always hard for me. I wish they like, I'm, I'm fine for them to write songs they don't believe in. I just wish those guys didn't make money. <laughs> I wish those yes. guys didn't win. You know, it's a terrible right. thing. Because I feel like I work really hard to be as honest as I can, sometimes painfully so, you know, where I'm like, I really, I'm actually going to put this out there. People might really know what's going on with me. And it still takes a lot of courage to do that. And look, I'm I'm doing fine. Like, I'm paying my bills. But I see people who I think put out, they don't think twice about it. And I don't think they're saying anything. And I don't think it's connected to them. And they just destroy. And I'm like, gosh. You know, and maybe that's the envy thing, you know, a- happening. But uh, that would be my anti. <laughs> my anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we could name a whole lot of those. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a long list, man. It's, it's it longer is. than the other one. Isn't it? Uh, Oh, totally. Now, this is, let me just tell you why I, I love to ask this question. Yep. Because, I, you know, I sort of have a Jungian thing, you know. I mean, yeah, I sort of right. a little bit of my training and interest. And, you know, uh, in the shadow, we, we contain material that, and we all got a shadow, right? It's where we relegate yeah. all those things about ourselves that we, we want to deny are true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you ask somebody who they admire, one of the things is there's a golden side to the shadow most people don't know, mm-hmm. which is it also is the place you have relegated all the most beautiful things about yourself huh. uh, that you have denied for reasons growing up. For example, you know, my creativity growing up as a four was incompatible with the values of the family I grew up in, and therefore I had to cut it off and, mm-hmm. and, and hide it from view. Yeah. And so one part of the journey of growth for people is reclaiming what's in the golden shadow. Right? Yeah. Huh. So when you here's here's how they Jung would describe this. You can know what is that part of you that is undeveloped by who by who you have chosen as heroes. Huh. Huh. So there's something about Dylan and Springsteen uh, that they possess some quality um, in their lives that you actually do as well. Hmm. Wow. Okay. But you, but it, but it's undeveloped hmm. in the in the shadow, and so they provide you with a clue to your true self. Hmm. Wow. Now, how cool is that? That's awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, as well, and here comes the yeah. hard part. And wow. I understand as a four that you know you just you just like the inauthenticity of people that because we're all hung up on authenticity, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So you just don't like inauthenticity in, in artists who are not truly aligned uh, with their art, right? It's yeah. not, they, they are not the song they're singing, they're, they're singing someone, they're writing and singing someone else's life, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But do you, the antihero in most people's lives, generally it's, it's projection, right? Now you're projecting some piece you fear about yourself onto them, mm-hmm. right? So is there some part of you that feels inauthentic in your writing and in your life yeah no there definitely could be yeah so so anyway it for me that has been grist for a lot of great (laughs) thinking you know like i love i mean i don't even know anything about him but every time i see yo-yo ma i think to myself i admire there's something about yo-yo ma i love and i think it's his joy and it's his open-heartedness his graciousness his humility and i'm like i love that and i'm like when i started when i've been studying sort of young stuff i'm like well maybe those are undeveloped things in my shadow that i admire in that person because i have them in myself and 
in me, they're sympathetically ringing with their manifestation mm-hmm. or presentation of it. And I realize, oh, maybe I have those things, which I actually tend to think I don't, Yeah, you know? So anyway, did that make any sense? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. So maybe for fours, other types, you know, to, just to begin to write down, you know, like, who are a couple of my heroes? Then write down what qualities do they possess I admire the most? And then is it possible that I actually possess those qualities, but they remain undeveloped in my shadow and I need to go in and reclaim them? Mm. I just think that's very cool. Yep. So you've, you've got this new record, uh, Mercury and Lightning. What, yep. or that's your latest record. How long ago did that, did that come out? It was probably close to a year, about a year ago. Okay, and you've been touring yep. it pretty heavily, right? Like, yep. Like, how many days a year? Like, how many months were you out? We did, uh, I probably did probably 50 shows connected to that record. So probably did 35 at the end of last year, and then we just finished about 20. And then I had a bunch of little dates in between. So probably around 50. Oh, yeah. golly, that's a lot of shows. And do you, yeah. I mean, do you, do you go, do you use a bus? Are you on a bus? <laughs> Usually, we decided to take my RV on this last run, and it was not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to ask fours and fives how they feel about being on a bus in close contact with people for long periods yes. of time. Oh, yeah. It gets, it gets pretty weird. I think, though, yeah. the beauty of a bus, though, that actually I don't have at home that I actually would like is the coffin. You know, you can pull your sheet, and I can disappear. Yep. I do love that. I wish I could do that at home. I might build... <laughs> something like that my kids wouldn't respect it though so it wouldn't matter but That's i do right. love that part so being on the bus together is challenging sharing the bathroom and everything else but i like the when i need to get away i have the the coffin i can just close right. the door and it's me in darkness yeah right well that's oh, well i'm glad you have that because uh <laughs> i gotta you know you know matthew perryman jones and yep. Matthew has been out and he doesn't, he's not in a bus. I think he's driving with his band in a, mm-hmm. like in a van or something. And uh, he was just kind of expressing, I love these people, man, but I, my introvert side is killing me right now, you know? <laughs> and so I sent him a picture, like a, a little, a little gif of this dog with his head out the window with ears flapping. I said, well, man, this is the only way you can get away from what's going on, you know? <laughs> fellow advice from a fellow four, you know? All right, so here's yeah. what here's here's what makes me laugh when I hear the title Mercury and Lightning. All right. Okay. So I love that record. Uh, but the word mercurial like is an adjective which means subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood <laughs> or mind. Yep. <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. It's like totally. could a four pick a better <laughs> like name like so tell me about mood for you. Like, what's that about? Yeah, totally. Well, the I think what's interesting is the whole idea, the mercurial kind of thing, uh, was really I was writing about God. Um, but what's funny is that maybe I was writing about me, <laughs> you know, projecting myself onto who, you know, God is. But anyway, I, that just kind of hit me as you were uh, saying that. But about mood... Like uh, what? What? What exactly? Like uh, what mood I was in when I wrote some of the songs, no. or like? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Let me. Just, yeah. I should hone in on it. So I, sure. I guess what I'd say is that you know fours are, are their mood states are notoriously unstable and mercurial. Yes. They're constantly yes. changing. They're capricious. Yeah. Uh, it's 
unpredictable. People it can freak people out. Probably has freaked some people out on your uh, in your RV. You know yeah. where you go from ecstasy to agony in about Definitely. two seconds, and they're like, "We don't have feelings that deep in uh, an emotional vocabulary that you know wide." Yeah, uh, in our world. Uh, so that's what I mean. It's like, are you mercurial yeah. and like, is that a four thing all the way around or not? I think so. Yeah, I, even to even to myself, you know, I feel like I can. In fact, I think about this a lot. I think about how I'm a different person when I wake up than when I go to bed, and I wake up mm. and think I want to be like this today. But by the end of the day, I've almost changed my mind. You know, and you know what else is different? As I always think, like I'll be healthy all day. I'll eat right. I'll work out, you know, and then I'll play the show and I will be a different human being after the show. Like no matter what I decide, I still might eat a pizza right after the show, you know, even though throughout the rest of the day, I'm fine. I don't know what happens in that moment when you're playing the show, if it's the adrenaline or the dopamine or whatever, but yeah, my mood totally changes. And that's been frustrating for me my whole life, especially if you want to be a healthy person, you want to exercise, you want to do, you know, healthy things. Consistency is a big deal, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been super challenging though, because I feel like a different person, maybe, uh, day to day. I mean, I guess that's not mood necessarily, but it definitely, it's definitely, um, a temptation to be dominated by how you feel and make like big decisions based on, Oh yeah. Uh, based on feeling, you know, um, which I try to do less, you know, less of that. I try and, you know, if I'm, Holy. if I'm, if I'm not feeling great, I try not to make a big decision in that moment. Cause mm -hmm. I just sort of learned, you know, but I used to, I used to have major, major swings, even theologically, you know, mm -hmm. based on how I was feeling, you know, something's well, look, not I, working. Yeah. I want to unpack this a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, when you get up in the morning, you say, I want to be like this today. Yes. Can you just tell me a typical vision uh, of that person might be? Yes. I want to get up and I want to exercise and I want to practice my instruments. And I want to do all the discipline type things. And then I want to, um, you know, do the email and get a good day's work in. And I want to spend time with my kids. And then I want to eat right. And I want to have like one beer, you know, or if it's on the weekend, a glass of whiskey or something like that. And then I want to go to bed, you know, but somewhere along the line, some days things change, <laughs> you know, am I the okay, end so of the that's, day? All right, <laughs> hold on a second. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah. What is it that derails you typically? Um, like what derails you from achieving that vision you have of yourself for that day? Yeah. Well, it can be a couple of things. So it can be stress. You know, for instance, I, the first leg of tour, I worked out every day. I got up and I Ubered to the YMCA every single day. Um, the second leg of tour, we had major issues with the vehicle. And so I'm kind of the leader of the band and all my guys are sleeping and it was a hot, we were up North and it was still hot, you know? So the driving function works, but the air conditioning and the power in the refrigerator, none of that works. We're not staying in hotels, and we have tight drives every night. So there's no time to stop and sleep in a hotel. So at least like three nights in a row, we're all sort of sleeping in the heat, and we're sweating, and you can't charge yeah. your phone, and you can't keep food in the fridge, and the guys are bummed because they want to come back to the uh, RV and watch a movie and eat some food and have a beer and, and hang out, but there's none of that, you know? 
and three nights in a row, but I'm feeling all of it, you know? And so that third night, I think I got back and I, we were in New York city. I was out with some friends and I ate a huge piece of pizza and we got back to the RV and I was hoping the RV was going to be working and it wasn't. And then someone had ordered pizza and I ate half a pizza then too. And, you know, so the stress, the stress is sort of like, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's normal for people, people to most people, you know, under stress, they lose willpower. But for me, it was almost like I just took a hard left turn. It wasn't like, I'm going to eat an extra piece of pizza. It was like, I'm gone and I'm Mm -hmm. going in this direction, you know, so that it can be that it can be stress or sometimes I'll run into a friend and we're just having a good time. Like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in this zone and we're just going to keep having a good time and I'll turn the rest of the day into the hang. You know, um, once again, I thought that was normal, but I guess that's not necessarily normal for everybody. I thought that was just sort of normal things people deal with, but I think I deal with it worse than other people do. So the reason I asked that was, yeah, was it your feelings? Uh, you know, like for some people, it wouldn't be their feelings that derail them. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, uh, but for a four, like who are so attuned to their own feelings, mm-hmm. uh, when you, you know, uh, are facing stress, most I mean, all fours should not be surprised if they start to act like the uh, unhealthy twos, right? When when they're when they're in stress, they get a little clingy, a little resentful yeah. that other people. So I'm just wondering, like, okay, so for example. Yeah. When everything's going wrong on the bus and everybody's mm-hmm. kind of in that Eeyore state in the back, you know, uh, and not being cool. Do you feel personally responsible and ashamed for the situation? Oh, definitely. hundred percent. Okay. So there's the interjection I was talking yep. about. Mm-hmm. And the interjection, uh, that defense mechanism is what actually locks us into the habits of, or the patterns of habit of our type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It keeps this thing going. Right. This just keeps this this yep. chain of reaction going. So what what I was thinking was like, you know, you you start to you know turn to all kinds of sort of kind of numbing behaviors or whatever yeah. we, we want to call them. You know, is it is it really just triggered by you know feelings that are exaggerated and too much because you're a four? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. All right, so listen, I want to actually get to one of your songs on the record sure. because we got you here, and I, don't, I just don't want to miss the opportunity. Yeah, Every yeah. time we have a great artist here, we, we make them sing for, for us. Um, and, you know, so you're, you're definitely no exception to the rule. And I have a, I have a request. Sure. Um, and um, I, I think it'll be obvious to you why, right? Well, one of my favorite songs on this record mercury and lightning is wilder love and for i mean i just want to encourage everyone to get this record and also you can pop onto youtube and and listen to your version of it with joy williams that is phenomenal yep she's great man she just absolutely killed that song oh my lord she did so with no further ado let's hear this and then we'll pop back in and then um we'll we'll just talk about some some sections of it is that cool yeah yeah totally all right here we go Upon the badlands as a child Where the dust devils dance On the dreams of the ivy wild The places you grow up The tumbling ground is rough There is no domestic heart What have we become? Just pedestrian 
There is no domestic heart in the wilderness. Is it in within us? And we reckon with it. We wrestle with it in the wilderness. Is it in within us? And we wrestle with it. All the wilderness And I'll fall fast Drawn to the rise Of your vast expanse and I feel so underdressed So civilized And small by the powers That you possess The places you grow up The tumbling ground is rough There is no Domestic heart So what have we become Just pedestrians Domestic heart and the wilderness is hidden within us, and we wrestle with it. We wrestle with it, and the wilderness is hidden within us, and we wrestle with it. Dude, like, <laughs> like I heard it on the record, but but hearing it live <laughs> is like an entirely different experience. Because you know, yeah. I get you know, I get to actually watch your body language, uh, sort yeah. of the, the energy that radiates. And I'm not kidding you. Like, I think you probably know this by now. Once you know the enneagram pretty well, you can pick up on people's energy just watching them, their gesturing, their you know everything. You yep. know, it gives you a yep. lot of clues. All right, now, now why do you think I asked you to? to play that particular song um i i think because the song's about conflict Ooh, all right tell me more about and, that yeah well the song's about conflict and being conflicted the whole idea of um you know plumb the badlands as a child where the dust devils dance on the dreams of the ivy wild um the places you grow up the tumbling ground is rough and there is no domestic heart you know and i think you know, in in a lot of ways, like I'm playing off the way those words sound next to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, there is definitely like something cool going on with the rhythm of the words. But there's also, I think, something else happening. The whole idea of the badlands, mm -hmm. you know, um, was meant to plumb the badlands, you know, to, which plumb is a weird word. I always thought that would be fun to use in a it's song. A great, it's a great you word. Know? But the whole idea of like diving the depths of the badlands of the, you know, and I, I feel like uh, from what I've read, that tends to be the sort of four thing to dig into the negative yeah. emotion or to dig, di dig into the feeling. And diving the depths of it. It's not enough just yeah. to be on the surface of the feeling. Like you've got to go yeah. as far down into the feeling as humanly possible. And if possible, bring someone else with you to share the experience. <laughs> totally. right like an audience yeah. like an yeah. audience and that's your gift dude like yeah well th yeah right like as a four you're helping people who are not fours figure out how first of all to no longer deny that they have bad lands right because you're cool yeah. with it you're just saying hey look you got bad lands <laughs> so yeah. and i can show you in about three and a half minutes 
how you can navigate it, the upside of it, the difficulties of it. So I just want to highlight that this is the gift of, of Enneagram 4s to the world, uh, one of them. And uh, all right, keep going. So plumbing the bad line, Badlands as a child. Why else do you think I was like requesting the song? Uh, I, I do think there's... Um... Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've seen the video. I have <laughs> for this. <song. laughs> yeah, I have. You know, but there are all these things happening in the video where we put things that didn't belong together. You know, we have like a wolf on a dance floor. You know, there's sort of this <laughs> this plastic. You know, this sort of plastic in nature, and then I'm in a suit next to this fake plant. You know, so there are all these things that don't feel like they sort of belong. Right. You know, and I guess belonging is maybe not so obvious in the song, but there's definitely that kind of thing going on about where do I belong. If you're plumbing the Badlands and you're searching, you know, you're trying to find where you fit in, you know. Right. And so maybe that is part of the journey of the four is, you know, feeling like you never fit in, or feeling right. like you don't quite fit, you know, and I think. The song sort of speaks to that. The whole idea of the wilder love, this idea of something wild inside of you that you can't quite understand, you know? Right. And I guess, too, sort of becoming okay with it, you know? Becoming okay with, um, gosh. You know, the second verse is, you are the wilderness, and I'm, I fall fast drawn to the rise of your vast expanse. I don't know. Maybe it sort of turns things around, you know? All of a sudden, the badlands, you're like, okay. Maybe this is more of an adventure. Figuring things out is not um, so bad all the time, yeah. you know? And maybe it speaks sort of to growth in the sense of when I was younger, I didn't feel like I fit in. Yeah. I was always focused on, like, being overweight, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, always focused on why I didn't fit, you know? Um and maybe as I get older, learning to be um, not just okay with it, but sort of, you know, um, gosh, I was uh, I was somewhere recently, and there's a very large guy playing the guitar on stage, and I was like, oh my gosh, just blessed my heart seeing. I was like, that's the mm. coolest guy in the room, you know, is there's that your, guy? Yeah, there's your empathy. Yeah, there's the force yeah, empathy. Totally. Yeah, it was the most beautiful thing. I was like, yeah. gosh, I want him to play in my band, you know? Yeah. So what, one of the things that, one of the reasons I asked you to do it, and you actually yeah. just said it, when I watched that video, the reason I thought it was so four-ish is it does show all the things that don't go together. <laughs> and I think mm -hmm. for fours, that sense of alienation and feeling like, you know, who they are in the world just kind of don't go together. Uh, or mm. And also I think the fours ability to creatively hold uh, apparent or seeming opposites or you know, um, strange pairings uh, in tension with each other and actually see how they, they, they harmonize. And also, you talk about the, the wilder love, right? Like how this thing, this thing inside. And, and again, this is so four, right? Uh, I think I've mentioned this on the show, but it, it, it's worth saying again. You know, uh, there's a German word, Zainzucht, which... Uh, we don't have an equivalent for in English, but what it means is a profound longing for the unnameable. Hmm. I love that because that's the yep. inside of a four, man. Mm -hmm. It's this pining mm -hmm. for, for that which cannot be named. And, hmm. and that's what 
you know, produces, can, can produce great art or somebody who's self-destructive, right? <laughs> so as you yeah. know, the list of fours is not encouraging. Uh, you know, they don't pr- paint the picture of a bright future for a lot of us. So, yeah. <laughs> but if you contain that desire and channel it right and, and, then, and then give other people either uh, an awareness that we all carry that inside us or that uh, we need to um, be in contact with it because that's kind of where we meet the place of transcendence and the possibility yeah. that in the universe somewhere there is something that can slake that primal thirst. Mm-hmm. Right? So beautiful. Yeah. All right. So we got to mm. we got to kind of wrap here on this, but I, we got to yeah, jump. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned to me early on before we started, you know, I said, you know, well, tell me some things you want to talk about today. And you said, well, I yeah, want yeah. to talk a little bit about growth. And that's a great place to end because, you know, people are listening and, you know, probably some of their fours or they know some fours that need a lot of help. Um, and in terms of growth, how's that? What is it about growth you want to talk about to close us out? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the main thing for me is learning or training myself to say or recognize when I'm in that bad place. And I train myself to say, why do you feel this way? Mm. You know, like what's causing this? And, you know, and if there's not a good answer, it's like maybe it's just me. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and the checklist, like I mentioned earlier, like that's been huge for me. You know, literally, if I'm feeling depressed, I go down the checklist. Am I hungry? Am I tired? Uh, you know, um, did I exercise? Like, you know, and and for me, that's been huge. I, I guess the whole self-awareness. And it seems so overly practical. I think some people, it may sound a little bit ridiculous how practical that is. I, I have a piece of paper somewhere um, with all that stuff on it. And, you know, if I'm feeling really bad, I'll actually just roll through that piece of paper and see so what's going on. Uh, um, you know, and, and try and figure out some sort of awareness. So I think, asking myself questions has helped a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. Self-interrogation in, in the yeah. best sense of the word, like interrogating yeah. in the moment, in this present moment, what's happening inside of me. And is yeah. it true? Like, is yeah. this, is, is this true? Yeah. Is this feeling I'm having right now true? Uh, Cause mm. it may feel real, yeah. but real doesn't make it true. Yeah. Right. And totally. For fours, I think twos, threes and fours or twos and fours, particularly what they feel is how, you know, um, is they, they unconsciously um, sort of believe it, then it must be true. For five, sixes, and sevens, I think they think, well, my thoughts are true. Mm. <laughs> well, no, yeah. your thoughts are real, but that doesn't make them true. Mm. And your feelings yeah. may be real, doesn't make them true. So, yeah. Yeah. so having that awareness and stopping in the moment is a very important spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. I think your checklist is freaking brilliant. <laughs> you know, because... <laughs> well, thank you. You know, when, it, when a client comes in, I often, they'll, yeah. they'll come in reporting, you know, I feel like crap today. And I'll be like, all right, tell me, have you eaten? Did you eat this morning? Have you hydrated? Are you drinking water? Uh, did you get a good night? Are you sleeping every night this week? Eight hours. Uh, are you exercising? And I have a fifth one I usually ask, but I'm trying to remember what it was. But anyhow, that sometimes that's why people feel like crap. And, you know, they, it's just a matter of just paying attention, just learning to pay attention. So yeah. good. Well, yeah. man, thank you so much for being on the show. We loved having you. This was everything I hoped it would be. Uh, I, got a, I got a song. I got a song. I got some wisdom. 
And, you know, we've never met in, in person or until today. So I now I hope that uh, I got a friend. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> I, got, I got a song title in there. Let's friend. write that yeah. one down. We, no one's ever written about that. Right. So put that down over there. We'll write it later. Hey, we need to give a shout out to the a record he has coming up. Can you tell oh. us about it, John Mark? Yeah, tell us about the new record coming up. Yeah, we've got a Christmas record coming out in November. So uh, I think it officially releases on Black Friday. It's a of course record it does. I did with- <laughs> 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 I said on Black Friday. <laughs> <And> it's- <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. that's funny, man. Yeah. And um, the record is called Smile in the Mystery. It's all about hope, the un- unseen mm. hope. Mm. Um, or the hope you don't know about yet. I don't know. <laughs> all about the the mystery of hope and this, you know, the whole idea of Christmas and sort of the beauty of the story is how weak and common, you know, Jesus seemed. And I, mm-hmm. I think about too, like, you know, who sits up late at night, you know, people on third shift, people who are depressed or hurt, you know, people who have, don't have jobs who are watching infomercials, you know, and those are the people the angels sing for, mm. you know, are those people, you know, and, uh, to me, there's just something beautiful about that whole idea of the unseen, hidden, weak, beautiful things, you know. Um, and that's sort of the so <laughs> the good. vibe of the record. So good. Well, listen, man, thank you. Thank you that, that uh, you, you not only bring beauty into the world, but, you know, beauty ha- always has headwaters. And, it, you know, it has some source. And that uh, for for your beauty that brings beauty into the world and I, I i don't mean that in a you know a sentimental way it's a very genuinely um we should all be thanked for what we bring to the table and it's clear that you know beauty born of beauty is what's happening in your life and so thank you for for being on with us yeah thank you guys once again my favorite podcast uh, so this was a thrill <laughs> hey everybody uh again remember patreon we'd love it patreon forward slash typology please go and support us and finally the words of the great oscar wilde be yourself everybody else is already taken we'll talk to you soon in another week 